Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Hey, what's up, everybody? Wild Man Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. On today's episode, I'd like to welcome Alex Layton. And Alex sent me a note on Instagram, and it blew my mind. So he trained with Monkey360 every single day for a year. So that's 365 days in a row. And he lost 200 pounds. Monkey360 every single day for a year and lost 200 pounds. He looks amazing. He's a wild man. He has a, it's a really powerful and incredible story. He's really well-spoken and just, you can, he's just oozing with this energy and passion and excitement. And he just has this excitement for life and moving forward. So it was, he has so many that he's like a quote machine. There's so many awesome quotes. And just, I think whether you're someone that wants to lose weight or just accomplish any goal, he really highlights the importance of consistency over anything else. So I don't want to add too much more, but Alex, thank you for being a wild man. Thank you for being on the show. I think everyone listening, you're going to really enjoy it. So here we go. The first thing I was thinking we should do is just, you know, you sent me like a, an Instagram kind of essay and I got the gist, but I'd love for you to just kind of walk through your journey, your background, who you are and I think maybe if you started with kind of the last year and your transformation and then maybe some more background and anything else you want to share. And if I think of questions, I can interject as well. So it's rock okay, and roll. Cool. All right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm Alex. Uh, I'm 38, which I think is significant because I'm not, uh, you know, a, a younger person kind of relying on uh, those, those younger body chemicals to, to keep you, you know, when you put in some effort, you get a lot more out. Um and I went to, you know, I've been, I've been having weight problems a lot of my life, but last year in January, 2020, I went to the doctor and got weighed and my weight was 400 pounds, pretty much even. It was like 400.05 pounds. And before that, my top had been 380 and I realized those were only 20 pounds apart, but there's, it, it hits you different when there's a four at the beginning of your weight. You know what I mean? Uh, And so, you know, I was thinking, God, I got to do something. And, you know, I'm on blood pressure pills anyway. Uh, You know, so I already needed to do something. And like like most overweight people, I've been trying a lot of my life to figure something out, uh, which is super difficult. Um, And also my, my son had just been born in May 2019. And so there was just, you know, a lot on my mind about trying to live longer, uh, you know, get healthier. Um. And I had backed uh, Monkey on Kickstarter because, you know, basically because of that, because I wanted to get healthier. And uh, when I saw it, I thought that that, you know, the quick workout routine might work for me. I, you know, uh, you know, I don't know if copyright can keep us from using this part, but like kind of like a dwarf. I'm, I'm really good at sprinting, very dangerous over short distances. But, um, you know, being very overweight, you don't have a lot of stamina. There's not a lot of lasting power in somebody that's pulling a lot of weight on every move. You know what I mean? And so, uh, but there's no quick fix either. And so, uh, you know, I really looked into it and it made a lot of sense to me. Um, and so, you know, I, I'd ordered that and I was in the process of waiting on getting the equipment and I started doing uh, one meal a day in April, 2020, um, I call, you know, I know that some people also refer to it as intermittent fasting, but I've done other intermittent fastings like an eight hour window and a four hour window with mixed success. Uh, and then I started doing one meal a day and I saw some pretty significant weight loss. I didn't weigh myself, but I went into my doctor for a three month checkup and I had lost 70 pounds. Oh, wow. Uh, and so that was uh, fairly significant. Uh, it just kind of blew my mind because it wasn't like it was easy to only eat one meal a day. But once you get used to it a little, you just put it in the back of your mind and keep doing other stuff. Uh, you know, you drink, drink a little coffee or whatever, try to keep the appetite in order, make sure you get your water in. Um, and so on September 14th, 2020, I started uh, exercising with the monkey. And I started on the 21-day habit because, um, you know, since T-ball when I was a little kid, I haven't done a lot of exercising. 
Uh, you know, I've actually played some intramural sports at work, but that's not very consistent. It's seasonal and it's, you know, whenever your game night is. And so um, I, I just started with the 21 day habit and I went every day. And the first two days I worked out, I didn't do the warm up first. Okay. And so yeah. my pictures, I look like I'm a little winded, but I wasn't like sweating. And I was like, I got to be doing something wrong. Okay. And so on yeah. day three, I started doing the warm up before the the 21 day habit workouts and okay. so you can my my day three picture um see if i can see. so so you literally took 365 pictures is that uh i have 389 because we're a little dang crazy. okay but yeah yeah so That's awesome. i don't know if we can do this yeah i can't shoot screen share but the, my picture from day three my mouth's open there's sweat running down my face like i'm obviously like worked okay so, uh and then so i went through the 21 day habit and then i did the um the aerobic series mm -hmm. uh and then i did the hybrid series okay and I, that was like i didn't know what i was in for <laughs> uh you know like like i said in my communication i can't i still can't do all of the workouts like the the lunge jump sure skip i, I don't I, I don't know how you make your legs move and land like that. Sure, sure. I, don't, I don't know. Am I back? I think so. Oh, yeah. There, there we, go. we okay. go. Dang. All okay. Right. So, again, the machine always wins. I, mean, I uh, So, um, you know, I I was doing the 21-day habit. Then I did the aerobic. Then I did the hybrid, which was just, like I said, super intense. It was not, it was not undoable. It was just... Um, the aerobic had not been the same. Right. Uh, it was not that it wasn't also good, but the change in the chord strength really, really pulls something with it, you know? And so I did the hybrid and then I did uh, the core workout. Um, and then out after the edge of the core, I just did the 36 day challenge uh, several times in a row. Um, and you know, like I said, I also ended up getting, um, my wife got me an Oculus too for Christmas. And so I started doing some virtual boxing on that as a cool. supplement. Uh, and, but yeah, mostly all of my exercise has been on the monkey 360 and I did it every day from September 14th, 2020 to September 14th, 2021. And I have now switched to every other day to allow my body some recovery time. Uh, but you know, I just wanted to get the year in. It just felt right to do that. Um, and but part, talking about feeling right is that, you know, it, it takes a whole mindset to change your life. Um, you know, just sometimes the pictures don't do it justice. So I'm going to I'm going to put, you know, I already said I was 400 pounds. I am now 225 pounds. And I went from being 10 percent fat at 400 pounds to 35 percent fat. I'm 35 percent muscle from 10% muscle at 400 pounds to 35% muscle at 225 pounds. And so it's like a total weight loss of something like 230 pounds, 225 pounds of just fat. Wow. Okay. I didn't, I, uh, I, you mentioned that, but I did not think of it that way. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, it really, like I said, I, I've tried several times in my life to lose weight. Um, sure. I've been having weight problems since I was in sixth grade and I had my first asthma attack. And when you have an asthma attack, they put you on steroids for your lungs, but you can't do any physical activity because you'll steal that medicine that's supposed to be going to your lungs. Well, steroids that you don't work out on make you blow up. And so, you know, I gained a lot of weight and that, that was pretty much it for me. Like I just couldn't shake it. Uh, and you know, I, I'm an American. I don't have the healthiest habits. Uh, you know, my, my food isn't always great, um, and stuff like that. And so, uh, I was just in a really bad place physically for a long time. Um, and then, uh, like I said, but the, the monkey 360 really like the, the quick intensity of it is just so appealing to me that, you know, you go in and, and you're, you're putting your time in and you're really getting at it. Uh, but it is over in an amount of time where you don't feel like you just marched under the hot sun for a day. You know what I mean? Like I'm still definitely worn out, but I don't know. It's, I guess it's hard to describe it. You know, it's the Tabata stuff. I'm pretty sure is like, you know, yeah. that really intense workout is really good for you, but it also doesn't feel the same weight on me when I'm done. Um, and you know, now I obviously, you know, I feel so much better physically. 
Uh, stairs obviously used to be a huge enemy of mine and I live on the second floor. So that would, you know, it was such a problem if I ever had to think about making multiple trips to the car, as lame as that sounds, it was like a whole mental struggle. Uh, and now I like, I, the stairs are whatever, you know, it's just another place I got to go to get where I'm going. Right, right. Um, and, so, and so that, you know, just you know, small things like that, but also big stuff like, uh, you know, carrying my toddler around at the zoo and not getting winded, you know, that's fairly significant to me. Um, and I, one of the things uh, that I think is really important that I talked about is that, you know, I still can't do all of the workouts, but I approximate what I can. And, uh, you know, when it comes to practice, there are generally, from what I've experienced, two schools of thought. Either practice makes perfect, saying that if you practice, it will obviously get better, or practice makes permanent, where if you are practicing something wrong, you'll just learn to do it wrong, and that will be how it is forever. Uh, but I like the the things that those two phrases have in common, which is practice makes. And that's, that is a sufficient statement. You are making something. You are creating when you practice. Whether or not you're doing it the way somebody else thinks is right or not, so long as you are not hurting yourself and you are getting results, that practice is making. I love that. I'm, I'm taking notes here, by the way, if you see me looking down. That's, a, that's like, it's all about the action, right? It's kind of like, the end result doesn't matter so much as long as you're taking action. I love that, man. I have, but, you know, almost like the stealing from Yoda this time, there is no try. Right. Right. You either did it or you didn't do it. Right. Whether or not you got the outcome you were looking for, did you do it? Sure. Sure. No, I love it, man. I have a couple quick questions. I think uh, okay. it'd be fun for people to hear is, so what, what did the one meal a day look like as far as like, did you, did you change what you were eating as much as how much or did yeah, how did that look? No, really just the time in which I was eating. Got it. Okay. Um, you know, you it is uh, foolish to try to change too many things at once. Sure. Uh, and, you know, you, you don't want to, you know, try to climb a mountain with no experience and then give up 10 feet in because you're like, I can't do this. You know, go climb a hill first. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, I it's better now. But at first it was absolutely, I was eating what I had been eating before, but just in one meal, sure. not everything I had been eating before over the course of a whole day, obviously, but whatever I was having for dinner before I was just having that now, but with no other meals. involved. Okay. How would you, if you were going to give a summary to kind of like what, what kind of your nutrition looked like a year ago to what it looks like today, how did that evolve? Oh, well, so, um, it's, it's crazy. Cause the more in shape you get, it's almost like being, a a sports car or whatever, like the, the more in shape your body is the better octane fuel at once. Cause you are more aware of what the things you're eating make you feel like when you're overweight, you feel like shit all the time. I don't know if I can say that. You feel like yeah, crap all yeah. the time. We're, we're, so, open, we're a free speech forum. <laughs> uh, you know? And so, um, you, you don't notice whether or not your food's making you feel like crap. You don't notice whether or not you're having any digestive problems because of the food you're eating because you're overweight and everything sucks all the time. Now, I'm, you know, I am not a monolith. My experience does not equal every overweight person's experience. Uh, that may be very untrue for some people. But for me, being overweight meant I just felt like shit all the time. And so I had no idea whether or not my food was affecting how I felt. Um, and so, you know, at first, you know, I've eaten pasta all the time, uh, you know, uh, lots of bread, uh, cheese, lots of cheese, you know, pasta, bread, cheese, meat, American diet. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, and, uh, I'm, I'm living in Boston now, but I'm from the South. And so I okay. eat Southern fatty food, fried <laughs> chicken, biscuits, you know, uh, jambalaya, red beans and rice. Like that's, you know, that's all stuff I grew up eating. And so, uh, I love it. And, you know, not that I don't eat any of that now, you know, red beans and rice is actually not that bad for you. So long as you don't, you know, throw a bunch of bacon in it. Uh, and that doesn't mean that I don't throw a bunch of bacon in it sometimes. Cause I, you know, I did not, I did not tell myself I'm never going to eat things that I enjoy again, but I do absolutely avoid, uh, processed food now. And not because I think that processed food in and of itself is evil or out to get me, but it often has things in it that your body just won't process the same way it will. Something that isn't, pro it's a lot of process. Uh, your body just won't take it in and digest it the same way as non-processed foods. 
and like I said, the more in shape you are, the more you start to feel that. And so, you know, I've never been anti-vegetable. I just didn't get enough vegetables in my life. And so, you know, um, I, I, but I don't like cooked vegetables very much. I like them raw. So I eat a lot of raw broccoli. Um, and so, like I said, before it was a lot of pasta, meat, cheese, uh, any other kind of dairy. Uh, and now it's much more like a meat and, um, some pasta, uh, I will do, I've cut down on bread some, um, I still struggle with sweets sometimes, not as much as I did before, but it can still be hard when you're only eating one meal a day, when you're looking forward to it. But no, I definitely like, I eat less processed foods. Uh, I cook everything at home now. So everything is, is homemade and, you know, not everybody has time for that. And so, you know, like I said, I didn't do that at first and I still had results. So, you know, start, right, <laughs> just, right, right. Just get in and try. And like I said, it's, it's not easy. It, it took a very specific set of circumstances. And I'm not, I, I'm not even going to say that, you know, having to work from home because of COVID didn't, wasn't involved because I had a space where I felt safe to do these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've been to the gym at work and it's not like anybody ever said anything to me or I ever caught somebody looking at me some type of way, but that does not at all change how you feel. Sure. You, you've got those thoughts. And when I looked at myself in the mirror working out, I felt some type of way. Uh, and so, but that you don't, you don't need COVID to use the monkey 360. That's another thing that originally made me want to get it even before COVID is that you can use it at home and it is amazing. And I use a closet door. Nice. Nice. Okay. It's fabulous. And because it is so quick, I work out during the lunch, which helps me not eat a lunch. Okay. Okay. How long, how long are your workouts typically start to finish? Uh, so anywhere from uh well and I, and I stretch before I work out okay too. so uh anywhere from right at an hour to about an hour and 20 minutes okay. and so that's about 20 minutes for my stretching uh 15 to 20 for the warm up uh and then whatever is left over for whatever I'm doing and you know if um you know, we're doing core circles. It might take me a little bit longer to get through my workout. Sure. Uh, core circles are absolutely still, still a challenge. <laughs> uh, and so, and you know, if I have to, um, not kneel lunge at sure. all, mm -hmm. it's going to take me a little bit longer just because, you know, I have lost a lot of weight and I am still healthier, but my body is still adjusting to trying to be healthy and uh, move in ways I'm not used to moving because my body didn't fit together that way before. Right. Right. It's a really smart approach, man. I think a lot of people, they, they want to make change, but they want to do it overnight. And it's just the body's like, you know, it's like glacial pace. That's, that's what really leads is. to the long-term success. So it, I'm, it's encouraging to hear that that's working for you and that's your mindset. Well, and, and the thing is though, is that long-term success is very much the game, right? But getting short-term success will make you stick in for the long run. Right, right. And so don't, what I did at least, I didn't set any expectations. I was just like, I'm just going to do this and see what comes out of the wash. And the results were so encouraging that I wanted to do more. You know, it's not like working out every day was ever easy. Uh, it's not like, and I, you know, this might not be true for other people, but it's not like working out with the monkey, the physical exertion of working out feels good. I do not still, I have not started to love physical exertion for the sake of physical exertion, but the results are so pleasing that it makes that activity pleasing as well. Right. How, how did you come up with one year? Like what was, did, how did that formula? I just, when I started working out, I was just like, all right, do it every day for a year. Okay. Tell yourself if you can do it for a year, you can do it forever. Okay. So, uh, and um, I don't know. It just kind of stuck in my head. You know, I, I just, when I, like I said, when I first started, I was like, you have to stick to this. You have to do it. Um, and so at first, honestly, I think I probably just told myself, make it through the 21 day habit. Okay. But while I was doing that and realizing I can do this, which honestly was one of the things, you know, I did that the first two days of the 21 day habit and they weren't that challenging. And I was like, I know that I'm just learning things to string together later, but maybe I'm not doing something right. And then I did that warm up, and it was hard, but I was still capable of performing it. Mm -hmm. Like the monkey slam right. is my favorite monkey workout. Nice. Because <laughs> it is the first one that was really hard that I could also do. Okay. 
And that was, there was, there was just something about being able to, you know, jump from one side to the other while slamming and squatting and being able to go from that position straight into another jump. It, it just felt really good that I was capable of that. And I didn't know it, you know, a lot, a lot of stuff, you don't know what you can do until you try. Absolutely. I think people would be interested to hear, like, did you have some sort of mental framework about that year? Like as far as keeping yourself accountable, like some sort of checklist or was it just purely this goal in your head that you just did, you know? No, So I don't, I didn't know how much you might want me to mention this, but part of what helped me with that and making it every day is that I actually backed an app on Kickstarter that is like a video game, except you only gain levels by logging workouts. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I went in every day and logged my workout and my character got, got stronger. That's awesome. I had worked out in the real world. So playing the game won't give you any levels or make your character stronger at all, but logging workouts does. And it's, you know, it's, it's meant to be healthy. So there's like a two hour limit of what you can get experience for a day. So, you know, don't try to work out six hours today or whatever. Um, and that really helped me stay accountable. Um, and it's actually also why I had the pictures. You got extra bonus experience points if you uploaded your picture. Okay. So I took a selfie every day. Because uh, I was gaming the system. <laughs> so what's it called? What's the Alter game? Alter Titan. Sorry, one more time. Alter Titan. Alter Titan. Okay. And it's an app that was on Kickstarter. Yeah, this is my Kickstarter backer. That's awesome. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I should reach so out to those just, guys. It's just like a video game app, and you go in and you. You know, you, you log your stuff from whatever device you use. I use an aura ring now. Okay. Okay. Uh, which is this really cool. It's got a, you know, takes all my stuff, which is nice. Um, and, you know, you record it, then you log it in the app. And that helped me stay accountable for a year. You know, you find a system, you know, for some people, it's somebody else. Sure. Uh, but as friendly as I can be, I don't necessarily want some other person checking up on whether or not I've done what I said I'm going to do. Okay. That, you know, it can be intimidating. Um, especially when you have met with failure trying to do it so many times. Sure. You know, I was even in, um, you know, my work, uh, is very health conscious. It's, it's actually a health insurance company. Okay. Uh, and so, um, you know, they have yearly competitions for weight loss. Like, you know, come get in shape and do all this. And, you know, I had a partner and things were going great. And then I bombed. And it was just like, it was so discouraging that, you know, I'd already had so many failures trying to lose weight in my life. And here I am in my adult life, you know, having a career and just bombed right there in front of work and everybody, you know, it's just like, man. And so um, you, you got to find what will comfortably make you accountable. Right. Uh, and for me, you know, I'm, I'm a huge nerd. Uh, nice, nice. Okay. Um, you know, for me, it was the, it was the, the video game app that wanted me to upload a picture with my workout. Um, but I got to tell you also, not being held accountable, but being praised really helped. Okay. My wife every day was like, I can't believe you're working out. Like that's not negatively, but like, that's amazing. Like, uh, and so, that's been, that was also obviously really positive. Oh, um, positive sure. reinforcement. Absolutely. Find something that will give you positive reinforcement for putting in the work. For sure. For sure. Do you think there's anything like kind of over the years you said you'd kind of had challenges before? Like, was there anything that especially didn't work or kind of any circumstances you can reflect back to, to be like, man, that was really holding me back. Whether it was like the people you're around or the environment, anything like that. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I try not to lay my, my bundles at other doorsteps, um, but you're not wrong that, you know, we have a saying in the South, if you lay down with dogs, you get up with fleas. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And so, you know, if you are around people with bad habits, you are going to, of course, have those same habits. Uh, and so, you know, college was a rough time, like it is for everybody, you know, undergrad was murderous. Uh, and so that was, you know, when you're living off ramen and whatever grilled cheese, the cafeteria is putting out, that's, that's rough. Um, but, uh, I think part of it is access. I don't buy it for my house anymore, so it's not here. Right. You know, you have to remove, remove yourself from the situations in which you are in danger. Uh, when you have that capability, when you are in control of the situation and can choose whether or not to be in danger, 
do your best to choose not to be. That is, there are all kinds of places where that does not apply. But specifically, whether or not you, you know, um, if you have the monetary means, can choose not to put processed food in your house, do so. Um, and it's also hard because, you know, like I said, I was raised on Southern food. Sure. And there's, there's nothing about that that's healthy. <laughs> it's delicious. Oh, absolutely. It's not healthy. And so, um, you know, when you moving away from that help, you know, it's funny you mentioned getting away from stuff. I moved from the South to new England. Okay. And uh, they don't have the same predilection for fried foods here. Sure. Uh, and health in general is more important here. You know, you, you do have to look at your community, not even necessarily your close community of people you interact with, but the entire social situation in which you're living. Right. And anything that you do have the power to affect, you know, try. Like I said, you'll never know whether or not it'll work if you don't at least give it a shot. You, you you know you you fail at one hundred percent of the things you don't do. You mentioned the when you went on the asthma drugs, it was the steroids. Is that a common thing for kids yeah, where they'll yeah, go on asthma drugs and they they kind of blow up a little bit? Yeah. So the the thing is, is that when you have uh, an asthma attack and it's your first one, the first thing they need to do is get your lungs strong because. Once you've had an asthma attack, they're trying to pull through those uh, bronchial tubes and mm. everything in there gets just hurt. The muscles mm. need some oomph. And so, you know, steroids that you can't put work into, uh, you know, you, you eat more because your body's demanding more because it is building something, but it was building my lung muscles. Uh, and so it still is taking in all those calories, though. Right. And it just, but yeah, I knew a lot of other kids in the asthma office with, with weight problems because of asthma steroids. Sure. Sure. Not that's, it's just one of those things like there's so many things with unintended consequences or ancillary consequences that you don't necessarily think of until someone, you know, enlightens right. you on it. But so what, well, and then trying to work out to lose that weight when you have asthma. Yeah. Also not combo. Sure. Sure. Totally. So I'm, I'm getting the vibe and sense from you. It's kind of like you've gotten, you're not on top of the mountain, but it's like, you've gotten up to this, like, viewpoint where you're like, man, I'm really liking it up here. I feel good. Kind of what's your plan moving forward? Like, what do you, so, uh, you're absolutely right. I, I feel like I have, uh, climbed up to a precipice where I have, uh, I'm seeing things and living things that I did not before, but I absolutely don't consider myself at the top of the mountain. You know, I've got, uh, some more weight to lose probably. And, um, you know, I want to, I want to pull everything in. Um, and you know, realistically, that's probably going to take a little skin surgery, but, um, you know, that's another thing I really want to point out is I would not be this shape without the exercise. Even if I had lost the same amount of weight, you will look, um, melted. Okay. It's very strange. You know, the, the exercising not only helps your skin tighten, but building muscle underneath it pulls everything together because one of the things you don't realize, or at least I didn't realize when I was overweight is that, uh, more overweight is that, uh, the fat isn't just the stuff under your skin. You can see Mm -hmm. the reason your blood pressure goes up is because there's fat around your heart. There's fat around your internal organs. And so you come in in ways that you didn't realize you were going to because the fat isn't all just what you can see. Right. And, uh, so, you know, going forward, uh, you know, I'm going to keep working out. Uh, I'm going to try to refine my dietary intake some more. Um, you know, one, one thing I did do is I stopped doing soda. Okay. Uh, Okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not a saint. It's not completely sure, but, um, we don't realize how much we drink calories. It's, it's a lot. Like, you know, there's a, a meme on the internet that shows you that like one 20 ounce bottle of Coca-Cola is like seven glazed donuts worth of sugar. Oh, jeez, Okay. It's, it's, it's like intense how many calories we take in that way. And so, um, like I said, I'm no saint, but sure. it is one thing that I greatly reduced in my life and it made a huge difference. You're making me think of, you kind of keep mentioning like, it's not perfect. I'm not a saint. And I think I'm certainly not either myself, especially with nutrition, but 
it's like that. I feel like there's this ubiquitous kind of cultural guilt or guilt that's been implemented through just culture in general about it's like, if you eat this one thing, you're a bad person. It's, I really don't like that because I think one, you got to enjoy life, right? Like, and two, it's not, it, it doesn't, it, it, it counts as a loss instead of looking at holistically, right? Where it's like, if you do this one thing, you feel like you've failed versus like, it takes away the holistic approach, approach, if that makes sense. So it's like, how do the bars look over time? You know what I mean? Well, in viewing our health as like a, a whole sphere instead of planes, right. like your mental health is part of your health. Right. And if eating that tiramisu is going to make you feel good, eat the fucking tiramisu. Have a good day. You know, don't, don't lock yourself into so many restrictions that it's either break free or do nothing. Right. Like, you know, create, create paradigms that you can work. With. Right. I'm also not suggesting you take like an epic cheat day every weekend no, or whatever, but no. it's just like, it's more of, again, looking at, look at it as a holistic average picture versus like, if you do one thing, you're a failure forever. So it's just. Right. And you know, I, I would like to point out that the, the change in my nutrition is not about the weight loss. Sure. The weight loss did not slow down because I was still eating unhealthy with the one meal a day. Right. But like I said, one, you start to feel it differently and two, your body needs those nutrients. Right. And so you'll start to feel not just like the, the pains or, or uh, not digesting it as well, but you'll be sluggish when you go to work out and that'll make you not want to do it. You know, it's, it's, it really is. Like you said, it's a whole picture. Thing. You mm-hmm. really have to like, it's, it's a, it, it is not um, a bust. It is a panorama. What do you, one thing I've thought about a lot over the years is like physical education, not in the sense of like PE class, but for a lot of people, like if you don't play varsity sports and call it, or excuse me, if you don't play sports in high school, it's like you could stop being quote unquote educated physically at a very young age. And then versus someone that maybe plays through high school, college, whatever, like your training age is cut. It's a fraction of someone that's doing that. I'm just right. Because just kind of reminiscing about that. We, we, uh, kind of push that thing to the side because we don't respect physical education. Right. And, and you know, the, the thing is, is that I'm not, uh, I really am not saying we should do anything with money for the arts for physical education. But what I am saying is that because we have sports in school, that is the only important physical education. Right. So, and I am not saying we shouldn't have sports in school. I am not trying to make a point. Here. Sure. I am just saying that you, like you just said, your average kid doesn't think that physical activity is important. Right. It is not part of our, um, you know, general education interaction, which is so, you know, you, you can really find some stark comparisons around the world, like Japan, where even at work, you do like a calisthenics workout in the morning with your, oh, nice. not everyone, but, but yeah, some Japanese companies, part of going into your work day is doing like a yoga or, a, you know, a jog with uh, some coworkers because they want you to keep coming in. Right. So you have to stay. Right, right. And it's like that throughout all of their school too. And, you know, there are other places that's just what I'm familiar with. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it, it, I think you're right. I think it, it definitely disadvantages us because we don't see physical activity as something everybody does. It's like the gym rats and the, and the jocks, you know, like. Yeah. It almost becomes, I don't want to say elitist, but it's, it's exclusionary in, in a sense of like, if it was treated almost like, you know, like math or something where it's, it's an important skill to have. You don't necessarily, you don't need the, you don't have to be the best at it, but you just need to have a general foundation and basic understanding. I I think doing that, I would even say just for movement and having this movement culture, that's a little bit more ingrained and it's not like, you know, I I feel like for a lot of people just reflecting back, like PE was like punishment, you know what I mean? Whereas there's definitely a way to do it that, it, it helps build a person up and gives them lifelong skills, confidence and health really. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, it's difficult because I got to tell you that as an overweight kid in high school, I would not have wanted to take part in a group workout. Right. right? Exactly. A little bit. Uh, but part of that is how we have stigmatized being overweight. Sure. You know, um, I chose to change because my health needed it. Um, but I really don't, I'm, I don't believe in body shame. Sure. I don't believe in telling people that their happiness is wrong. And so, you know, I don't think people have to change, but if you want to, you can, or it is possible to find success if you find yourself in the right situation in which you can manipulate your reality, which is really what I feel like I did. Right. I manipulated the reality in which I live in to where I was different from who I had been. Right. But that requires the right tools, which for me was Monkey 360, one meal a day, uh, and a super supportive wife. And seeing my son and knowing that I did not want to be dead before I saw his, his kids, should he have them? Sure, sure. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess what I was trying to say is more like it's not so much these group this group workout mentality because I, I understand exactly what you're saying. It's more of just like even just general education. It's like empowering someone to understand how their body works, basic movement mechanics and some practices, whether that's stretching, just, just how to think about your body as this machine that you can take care of versus something that you're obligated to do, I guess. Right. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because, um, you know, in the warm up, there's uh, the drop lunge twist mm -hmm. where you drop down to one knee and, and, you, and you twist to the side. Yep. And I had never done lunges before in my life. Really? Okay. Yeah. And so for a long time, I was just approximating like I would just go down on one knee and do the twists or, you know, I would I would do a standing row instead just to to be getting something in, but knowing that I did not trust my knees for this movement. But once I did it once, I realized that I was capable. And part of that was I looked up a bunch of videos of people doing lunges on YouTube okay. and trying to figure out how they were moving because my back foot did not feel steady to go down on. And so it really took like knowing that it is possible and seeing how it is done and then doing it to know that I could do it in the first place. Right. What would you say to someone that's maybe where you were a year, year and a half ago, what would your advice for them to be as they're starting something, whether it's using monkey 360, any, any program, it doesn't really matter, but what would be your advice as far as their mental attitude and approach and how they should move forward? You have to be sure that you feel like what you're making is a positive change. The things that are motivating you can't be negative. You, you, you can't be like, uh, I mean, you can. I'm not trying to tell anybody what they can or can't do. But if I was giving advice, sure. I would say that a mindset from which the your reasons, you know, like your motivations and your outcomes are positive. Like... I am doing this because it's going to make me healthier. That is a truth. It's irrefutable. You will get healthier from doing it. Uh, and it makes the motivation positive. But on days when I think of it like, oh, I have to do this because if I don't, I'm going like, to die. It's harder to work out that day because that negative motivation weighs you down. You, you have to find a way to make it about just the positive change. You know, and, and motivate from it. You know, it's so funny because I went to one meal a day, but I did that because I was hungry. I was hungry for a change in my life. And not that I had not been before, but I was at a place where I recognized what eating on that hunger meant. Sure. What it meant to feed that hunger inside of me as opposed to just being hungry. Right, right. Do you have any, like, have your physical goals changed at all in the sense of like, do you want, is there anything you're like, man, I'm feeling good. Like maybe I could do this. Or you kind of mentioned like, listen, like I just want to feel good, live a long life and be there for my son. Like what's that look like? So, um, you know, one thing, when I was younger, I took uh, martial arts. I did uh, Gung Fu for a while. Cool. I would really like to get back in a dojo and I absolutely would not have at that weight. Like it's just to, they're not going to have a gi to fit you. You're going to, you know, and like I said, even if other people aren't actually judging you, 
I was constantly judging myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can't do anything. I cannot do anything effectively when I feel that way. Mm-hmm. I am too distracted and in my own head and everything I'm doing is half ass and useless. And so, you know, I would, I would love to, to join a, a martial arts dojo and, and do some of that again. Um, I would really like to do some uh, nature exploration with my son, um, you know, and the wife, obviously. Uh, and then, you know, normal stupid shit, like going to Disney world and not worrying about whether or not I'm going to be tired walking around with him all day, you know, like, um, and I have actually thought about, uh, you know, I have a friend that does like the one tough mutter. Oh, sure. Uh, okay. Like, you know, you crawl through the yeah, mud. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was thinking I might sign up for that. You know, I'm, I'm feeling good these days. I might just see if I can do it. You know, it's just another one of those things where it's like, I'm going to try. And then if I do, that would be awesome. And I haven't signed up for anything because, again, COVID and I have a toddler. So I expose myself to other people's germs as little as possible. Sure. Uh, but, um, yeah, you know, I definitely like do I want to do more physically challenging things to watch myself accomplish them. Honestly, it's absolutely kind of a hedonistic self-serving, like, God damn, I look good. Uh, <laughs> type of thing. Like, you know, when you're, when you, when you take that after workout selfie, it doesn't matter that your, your sweats running down, your hair's all over the place and whatnot. It's like, I look like somebody that just kicked an ass. Hell yeah. Like that. You know what I mean? Like that's, that that's where you know like and that's what i mean about the positive i could be like oh man i look like shit i can't breathe all my muscles hurt but what i think when i look at that picture is that guy looks like somebody that just put in work oh yeah and that's 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 you know i don't think that people have to value themselves by their work but somebody that puts in work is somebody i want to be sure no you've got like the energy and the vibe it's like do you, do you have you know have you noticed a change as far as that like your attitude your personality like you've got this like I don't well, know there's kind of so, like a glow and like a just an energy you know I also started an MBA program okay you know that's so and and that's part of that like go get it attitude you know right. like I said I I had a career and I was still failing at exercising but the important part about that right now is I had a career and then where do you want to go from there well. Before I was achieving things, I probably would have just gotten whatever, you know, step ups I could get, you know, basically with the education I already have and the experience I already have. But once you feel accomplished, accomplishing more things doesn't it not only does it feel like a fun challenge, but it feels like something else. Again, you can watch yourself do. And so, uh, you know, honestly, not, not to be, uh, you know, too uh, full of myself, but I'm kicking ass at the NBA too. Nice, man. And part of that is absolutely my mental health is better because my physical health is better. Um, and so, yeah, I just, you know, it, and like I said, any success will make you more willing to take other risks. Being successful helps you learn that, you know, you have to get out there to get it. Right, right. You said nature exploration. Anything in uh, specific, or what? what uh, can you elaborate on a little bit? Uh, so you know, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm from the south, and one of my favorite activities when I was a teenager was uh, floating down a river and then camping. Okay. And so I would love to go camping with him and do some like uh, some hiking trails. I've uh, one of my very best and oldest friends uh, does the Appalachia Trail. Nice. And, okay. Uh, and so I would love to, once uh, my son is a little bit older, I would love to be able to take him out to a trail like that and go in the mountains and just, cause that's, it's such a different experience than being around society. Um, there, there's something about that quiet. I think that really makes you think about who you are. Oh, absolutely. Have you read, there's, a, there's, I mean, there's probably tons of book about the Appalachian Trail, but my earliest introduction was one called A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson. Are you familiar with that? I don't think so. You, I read something else that's in the Appalachian Trail. It's really, it's, it's worth, um, especially being from that area and having a more intimate relationship with it. I think it's something you'd, you'd appreciate, but, um, you know, I grew up in California, so it was like, for me, it was the Sierras and Yosemite and all that, but that's... I mean, I live why, where I live because of what you just described. So it's um, 
it always gets me psyched to hear other people like, you know, following that trajectory. So yeah, I, uh, I did some living in San Diego. Okay. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't bad. Okay. Uh, Definitely not I, you bad. Know, it's, it, you know, I say it wasn't bad. It's crazy. It's the only place I've ever been where the weather is literally perfect every day. Oh, absolutely. 365 days a year, perfect weather. How do you have that? <laughs> like, uh, but, um, you know, I've, I really like New England, honestly. Uh, it's kind of cold and frigid. <laughs> sure. And uh, you only have to interact with people as much as you really, really want to because they're not going to interact with you. Right, right. <laughs> and and that's, that's almost like being in the wilderness sometimes. <laughs> the urban wilderness, totally. I went, I went to school. I lived in D.C. for five years, so not quite New England, but... I, but same same vibe. Same vibe. Absolutely. It was it was different, man. Coming from California, just like I just I never quite assimilated to the East Coast, but I, I ended up in the middle, so it's okay. Right. Well, I mean, that's my thing. Is I think that I am happy here because I am okay with not assimilating. Sure, sure. It is nice to have a bubble of of not me. No, I feel you. So what? Um, Try, any, what would be your kind of, you know, you, you told this awesome story. You really kind of opened up and shared these insights that there's like, you're a quote machine, man. There's so many awesome, just there's gold in there. Any, any kind of closing thoughts or any other elements of your story you'd like to share to the listeners? So, the part of the thing about losing weight and, and seeing yourself different is that you don't always see yourself different. And that's something you have to prepare for. Uh, and I'm not sure this is going to be my closing advice, but it's something I definitely think is, is worth remembering is that uh, I'm still dealing with a whole bunch of body dysmorphia. Okay. Uh, it is hard for me to look at myself and accept the weight loss. Um, you know, I sent you that picture on Instagram right? and I have to make those to remind myself of what I've done because it can be hard to ever think it's going to be good enough. Uh, and I try to remind myself that constantly seeking self-improvement is not the same thing as seeking perfection. And I should try to seek self-improvement and not perfection because perfection is imp impossible. You'll kill yourself. Uh, and so it, it, it takes a lot of reminders to tell me that the success I have is real and it's not just going to go away. Um, but if I was talking to somebody at, at the very beginning of their journey, um, oh man, it's so hard. Like find the thing that makes you hungry for life. Like I said, for me, it's definitely my son my wife, you know, looking, looking at those things makes me hungry to live. And that hunger replaces mentally, not at all physically, but mentally my hunger to consume things to make myself feel better with food. Um, and when you can do that in one step, you can move it elsewhere. So baby steps, pick one thing you want to change. See if you can make that change. Don't even say, make that change. Say, I'm going to do this thing and see how it comes out. Because, I mean, I don't know. For some people, I think goals work better. But setting a hard goal, for me, is just setting a target you can miss. But saying, I'm just going to put in the work and see how we come out on the other side. All you have to do is put in the work and you have already succeeded. And so I, I really feel like the work, find what makes you think that the work is the goal. And that's how you get there. I was going to ask a follow-up question about kind of what's your strategy moving forward, but not to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like your strategy is just keep doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Just every day, just put it in like that. What's the only day you got to put it in, you know, tabula rasa. There's a clean slate. Every time you go at it, it's like the first time you went at it and the last time you're going to go. At it. And then the next time you need to do it, the exact same. 
take it, get at it. Like it's the first time you've ever done it. So you're really into it. And also like the last time you're going to do it so that when you're done, you feel good about it. Because for me that, like I said, it's, it's not about goals. It's about the work. It's, it's about knowing that the work is what's important. You know, uh, as so many people have said, so I wouldn't attribute it to any one person, but it, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. You know, recognize that the journey is, is working out, is eating different. You know, it's, I tell people all the time that, you know, if you're not going to do one meal a day, what you have to realize is that you have to change your caloric intake. If you are not losing weight, then you are taking more calories than your body is using every day, regardless of how you're doing that. And so just remove calories, however it works for you, whatever is good for you. But, you know, you don't need to, to do a very specific diet. And that is something I would warn people against is trying to make a specific dietary change. Cause you know, I've done Atkins or uh, I don't know if there's a more not get sued way to say that low carb I've done low to no carb. Uh, and it's not like you don't lose weight on it, but if you're not willing to never eat carbs again in your life, it's not going to really work. You will gain the weight back when you start eating carbs again. It doesn't change your body. Uh, and so you, you do have to be that change, but like I said, the ones that you can do, don't, don't, don't make yourself fail because you couldn't do it in the first place. You know, if you, if you're like, I'm going to learn to fly tomorrow, like not with a jet, not, not with, not with a hang glider. Like I'm going to fly. You can't stop. You are going to fail at that every time. Pick something you can do and value the work. Value the work. I think uh, I think that's a great great place to wrap it up. So, Alex, you're a wild man. You look like a wild man. The energy is palpable, even through the internet. And thanks for sharing your story with the family. And I might have to do this again soon. So I appreciate you. Oh yeah, no, I'd love to. No, this has been awesome. Hey, what's up, everybody? Wild man Dan here again. Hey, thank you for tuning into the show. Thank you again to Alex for sharing his story. And again, I think whether you're trying to lose weight or you just want to get psyched to do something that might seem maybe impossible, it's just, it's all about consistency one day at a time. And I also want to mention, we're going to have a wild Black Friday sale, specifically the live wild or die Black Friday sale coming up. We'll go live at 1159 p.m. Eastern Time, Thursday, November 25th. So check your email. I'll be sending out the details. But Monkey360, it's the perfect gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving. So I think whether it's for yourself, for a family member, even someone that might be new to training or new to fitness, it's so awesome. They can use it for micro workouts. They can train core standing up. You're going to hit that rotational pattern that just most exercise programs are kind of lacking. So think of giving the gift of fitness with Monkey360. Thank you again for tuning into the show. Stay wild out there.